are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm good. It's just voice, right? Well, I'm not going to use the video. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to use the audio. If you want me to use the video, I can post that as well. I can edit it. Don't worry about anything. I'm not used to it. I'm always behind the camera when I was working. That's why I got into production because I was like, I can't be in front of the camera. But, uh, I, believe me, I have a degree in photography. I was okay. behind the camera. Yeah. And my whole world, I don't even know how I wound up here. And then I went to school for animal nutrition, two years of that while I was in business. So the world just kind of evolves. I go yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, life brings you into place. Well, me too. Theater production, banking, theater production, pet supplement. <laughs> right. How does that happen? Banking, theater production, pet supplement. All right. So you ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Michelle, Michelle. Hi. Hi. So, Michelle, tell me what myasthenia gravis is. It's an immune disorder that also is a neurological disorder. So it interferes with the with the communication between the brain and the muscles. Um, I mean, to get into the actual, I think it, if I was to try and get more scientific about it, it's the acetylcholine um, is production is low when one's got a myasthenia gravis and the receptor sites stop communicating effectively. And so traditional medicine, or not traditional medicine, but that um, our modern medicine believes that flooding the receptor sites with acetylcholine is the key, which is where all this began. You were diagnosed with, with the myasthenia gravis. Yes. Right? So what happened? Can you explain what you went through and how you wound up here? Because you were from banking, theater. I mean, you, your world was so different oh, yeah. than tech. Yeah, I was I was actually working in theatre at the time. I was um, the writer, producer, um, and executive producer of my sh my show in Latin America, Emperadores de la Antártida. And I started to get a drooping of the left eye, um, diplopia, um, as it's medically known. And then I started to get uh, weakness, muscle weakness in my arms, legs, neck. My posture started deteriorating and my posture had always been perfectly straight because I did ballet and I was very conscious of it. And my neck seemed to weaken. Then my speech weakened. My I started slurring occasionally and it would, it would go through variations because if I was I would notice it more if I became particularly stressed. And so I would go to the doctors and nobody could diagnose it because it's incredibly rare. And I actually wasn't diagnosed until um, I, came, I came to California and I sought specialists here. Um, I went down many rabbit holes thinking that perhaps it was from a parasite or it was from something that I picked up in Mexico you know from eating tacos on the streets so we we're going through all of the 
every single thing that could possibly be Lyme's disease. Um, I mean, we went through the myriad of possibilities to, to get to myasthenic virus. Um, finally, we did, I, I believe it's the acetylcholine test, if I remember correctly, where they do flood the body with the chemical and then you, you get temporary relief. And that's the factor that actually determines precisely that it's the myasthenia gravis because that's apparently um, um, you know the, the only factor that includes myasthenia. Okay and what happened to you physically during this period while you were trying to figure out what the diagnosis is? Were you having muscular issues? Were you functional? What, what was going on? Well once once I was actually diagnosed, I was in pretty bad condition at the point where I was diagnosed anyway. And some days were worse than others, um, for sure. Uh, but it was a complete change of lifestyle. I mean, I, I adapted my diet. I did everything possible to, uh, to impact uh, my energy levels. But I was just, the fatigue was unbearable. Um, you know, I... I I'm a very energetic person and I, I couldn't get out of bed some days and I would have um, syncope episodes. So I'd literally collapse, you know, and have no recollection, recollection, um, recollection, sorry, um, no recollection at all of, of what I've been doing prior to that. Um, so it was increasingly worse and worse to the point where my I felt so unsteady on my feet I would crawl to the bathroom um, across on my hands and knees um, I was afraid of being in the bathroom by myself because I'd actually knocked myself unconscious through syncope episodes I had terrible um, uh, vertigo sensations um like I was falling constantly the room was you know at a 45 degree angle which was very frustrating I had to wear a patch on my left eye um so I had some possibility of being able to see um I had no peripheral vision I mean I was a mess I was a real mess in fact it's very it makes me feel very emotional just thinking about it right now yeah, I wasn't I able to even uh, have a conversation almost because it, it affected even my every cognitive function, I think, imaginable, whether that's, you know, there's a lot that's just not understood yet about um, the, the myasthenia gravis because not many people have it still. So the research is still very fresh and, you know, it caused a lot of pain, not only for me, but for my family as well. Oh, I can't even imagine. You just go from being okay to being unwell and really not knowing what, what yeah. the cause is. Mm -hmm. so, it has started in 2009, really. And then it just, um, my I had the, the death of my husband was uh, 2007. And I was in full swing in the theater production. And, um, you know, it obviously I had a lot of, lot of stress and I was 
probably I was predisposed as well to immune disorders uh, in my family. And I'd had allergies and asthma and things like that in my past. Um, although not, not so much in those recent days, times before I was diagnosed. So you lost your husband too? I mean, yeah, is- my, hu- my husband died in uh, January 31st, 2007. Wow. So it was just layers of life happening. Yeah. And it, it was explosive. And distressing. I mean, I, I didn't, I honestly, I am prepared for end of life, to be honest with you. I, I prepared my will. I told everyone I thought I was dying. I, there was one occasion um, I went to hospital. Um, I don't recall what, oh, I do recall what exacerbated the symptoms. Um, I had uh, a new neurologist and um, he wanted to experiment with prednisone and he gave me a, a dose of prednisone that was high because of the extent of my illness and um, it had the opposite effect and almost killed me and I couldn't breathe and that's when uh, you know I had an emergency I was rushed to the hospital um, I was swallowing my own tongue I'd lost all the the ability to swallow speak I was difficulty breathing I mean it was awful so that's when um we uh they they started giving me IVIG infusions every 21 days um so I had that for about 10 months while I was um figuring out how to manage it on a daily basis so when you were trying to figure out how to manage this on a daily basis. Tell me what your process was and how you and Dr. Jensen connected because she's a huge part of this. The culture. Yeah, a huge, a huge part. And there's there's a there's a big story in between because Be my um, guest, I think uh, <laughs> the story is so it didn't, it didn't skip because I actually met Dr. Jensen in uh, 2017 when this story actually really begins and uh, about 2012, you know, cause my symptoms were so bad. I really did think I was at death's door and um, I was going through that spiritual process of, of uh, preparing for that. <clears throat> and part of that process um, led me to, uh, somebody that was helping me with healing, you know, and letting out these emotions. And he knew a microbiologist um, and whose whose name I don't want to say. Um, But he was, he'd been doing this research for years. And he said, listen, you know, I, I would love to get together, get you with him because I think he can help. And that's when he said to me, he asked me for my life story mm-hmm. um, and tried to like take it from, you know, the perspective of a detective, like from, you know, obviously I was predisposed. I had these, uh, this, you know, ill-functioning immune uh, system from very early on. 
um, my my mother was a like hygiene freak, and she used to disinfect all the work surfaces, everything. She disinfect me. She actually took all. She thought she was doing a good thing, but she gave me uh, baths with Dettol in them. <laughs> and uh, oh. yeah, so she was eradicating my microbiome, and then I was getting um, like a psoriasis and and eczema mm -hmm. and then I had this crazy bout of asthma for a while which when I left home I completely disappeared um and I was allergic to just about everything including my own animals my horses and everything like I'd go I'd be hospitalized for these these immune reactions and um so it was already there it was predisposed for sure and then when I went to Mexico, I had bacterial infections and eradicated my microbiome even to a larger degree with broad spectrum antibiotics um, because I lived in Mexico for 10 years. And then I was also in the Riviera Maya and the humidity there and the seafood and all the, you know, food prep and the lettuce and the water and all of these elements together gave meant that my microflora wasn't prepared to to you know balance uh that type of bacteria so well, I have a question because you're you're living life you're doing all these things and you're not even aware of what's happening to your body you're just you're kind of moving forward it's like watching those you know watching these medical shows where they show what's going on internally yeah Meanwhile, you're living your life and then all of a sudden, boom. Yeah. And I was I was perfectly healthy. Like I was very fit, uh, very active. I was in the gym, you know, once a, every single day, playing tennis, horse riding, doing all these things additional. Um, I'm very strong. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe it was the death of my husband that contributed because of the level of stress. But mm -hmm. something just started to go awry um and sequentially you know it started with you know the diplopia and then it went on to the muscle weakness then it went to these bouts of fatigue that weren't all day they'd just be certain types of times of day and then it just escalated and escalated and and it's kind of a self-perpetuating uh, pe cycle because the lower you feel, the less you can do anyway. Right. And, and so you, you really, like, you need something to help you stabilize and recharge and, and have your, you know, men, and, and have some mental focus to be able to address it because it, it challenges all those things. So this microbiologist said, I believe that it's related to your gut microbiome. And I said, what is it? What's the gut microbiome? And he said, well, you know, this is in 2012. And, um, and he said, well, he explained how microbes actually do a lot of the functions of the immune system. And if you eradicate certain strains of microbes or you, you have dysbiosis, then the immune system can go into overdrive, which in my case, that's what it was doing, or it could completely fail. Um, mine went into overdrive and was attacking me. 
mm -hmm. uh, essentially. Uh, so we started there. So, so well, what can we do? And he said, well, you know, we, we make formulas. I said, well, I have, you know, I need to be able to live and, uh, and it took, it took time. You know, I had to rebuild my microbiome and make fermentations with different strains of bacteria. And, um, and then I drank those fermentations uh, and I started to, I was like, wow, I'm really, I'm getting better. This is amazing. And, you know, 2017, I have had no symptoms um, and I'm, you know, all of the muscle weakness had left actual, like, a, a, you know, uh, the muscle was was weaker in the left side of my face, for example. So even though I was well, I still had a droopy left side of my face. My eye was still droopy and things like that. And it, all of that went back to normal. It regenerated, which that was the most amazing thing that, you know. And this was the products that you were making in your kitchen with the help of this yeah. microbiologist. Yeah. yeah. So fermenting vegetables vegetables and fruits okay yeah and and you know at ingredients like the ingredients that i have in my product which is kelp and then we knew that the ibs and um and leaky gut syndrome are related to perforated you know the perforations in the gut related to acidity so we also, immune disorders are related directly now uh, to leaky gut syndrome, which is a big piece of this. Hence, um, we found that the uh, bentonite clay was plays an extremely important role because not only does it also draw out the metals, heavy metals that are also a factor in this type of toxicity and this mis uh, this function um, but they, it also alkalines the gut wall and starts to heal the gut and, and those perforations so it plays an incredibly important role in the whole formula. Come 2017 what's happening? Your relationship <laughs> I'm like, is, wow. I find it very interesting so would love for you to touch on that. Next I, go well, in. Well, I, I, you know, I had, uh, I was like, wow, this is really working. Or is it the fact that I'm believing in this thing that it's really working and it's, right. you know, <laughs> it's an, an anecdotal side effect of um, the, the word uh, goes from me right now, the way you do the experiments of uh, uh, where you give, you know, the people the hope that they're getting better. And yeah. they're, well, that, that there is a reality with that, you know, what you think, Right, will definitely carry you forward or stop. Yeah, it. so and yeah. I'm I'm definitely a believer in the power of the mind. Yeah. So that and so that is what I set out to find out. I was so how does this work? So I told Geet Jensen what had happened and um, everything I'd experienced, and as I told her how I was making the product, obviously post NDA. Um, I, she said, you know what, this makes a lot of sense and I really like it. 
And it kind of went hand in hand with some of the other research that she had done um, in the past. And she said, you know, I think you may have something here, but I know these are the studies that I'm going to carry out and we'll, we'll start here and we'll work towards this. And um, so we, we set out, she did a lot of immune uh, testing to demonstrate immune modulation and the efficacy of, by using these bacteria of how that transmits to cellular adaptation, cellular, cellular changes and enhancements. Can you talk about Dr. Jensen a little bit and her background a little bit, just just so the audience understands. Because Dr. Geet Jensen is renowned in, in immunology, and she uh, works at NIS Laboratories in Oregon. She's the research director, um, an absolutely fantastic lady, brilliant at what she does. And um, she... Uh, she only looks into natural remedies. Um, she is from Denmark, and so she's she's very interested in Eastern European and European method uh, methods as well. Um, which you know, our fermentation really um, you know has sits on the back of the old Eastern uh, fermentate Eastern European fermentation methods. Um, so Geet's done a lot of studies, not only with uh, bacteria and fermentations, um, but we also brought in a, a fermentation specialist who's a chemist, uh, Dalit Cholsky, who's now retired. And he consulted with us on this um, because we, we had you know, large discussions about uh, the, the strains of bacteria that were, we found were most efficacious and essential um and, and why they were behaving a certain way under the conditions that we would we would put them through during fermentation so it was really um you know Geet and I I gave Geet my formula and together we analyzed it she did all the, all the testing and then we set out to improve modify according to our, our results over time, so it's really exciting. It's been it's been truly um, a gift from God. Well, everyone, you're you're actually listening to Michelle Griffin. She is the founder of Mud Gut, Kitty Gut, and Equa Gut, a pre, pro, and postbiotic formula that I have been taking since SuperZoo when you gave it to me. I have been taking the formula myself, and. Um, uh, one of your business advisors, David Lovey, was telling me how he takes. I'm like, all right, I'm going to take it the same way. So <laughs> it looks fabulous, by the way. It looks Thank really you. good. Thank you. I absolutely love it. I love it. I, I you know, it's funny because I didn't give it to my animals initially. I started taking it myself. I said, why don't you try this? So I will be putting. I think it's important to note that it's a human grade formula with only human grade ingredients and human grade manufacturing process. So the actual patent pending uh, trademark is Urban Flora. And we'll soon come out with the human formula. Um, but very soon, hopefully 2023, end of 2023, we should have the human formula on the market. I'm really excited for you. I think this product 
kicks ass. Geet's done so much work in with mushrooms and with um, uh, so many different, uh, you know, naturally occurring plants and extracts and colostrum and and so the world is really our oyster because we've got this patent um, that that really can be extended in so many different areas that we can we can get even more specific. You know, if we want to get into hip and health, we've got methods of even leaning into that whilst having the formula that heals the guts. The guts really the beginning and the basis of what can be. And then you're really looking at like a fully combined supplement because if the gut's healthy, you know, it will, also, it will produce vitamins, the essential vitamins that the body needs to heal and repair. It will produce the serotonin and the GABA that give you that sense of well-being and help with anxiety or help with depression. Um, it, it will help to slow down the aging process and 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 actually boost that it's got a healthy 10 percent uh boost of cells which is so it's, it has a cellular production and activity at so that's not overwhelming but actually will help you to maintain and heal for you this was the brain gut connection that really kind of moved it ahead for you and for what you were going through physically. Is that what it's going to do when it comes to our pet's health? Yes. So the first thing it goes to work on is the alkalizing of the, the gut, which is the key. Uh, pet food is building a lot of acidity in the, in the dog or cat's gut, which is a huge cause of the problem. So it goes to work right away, alkalizing and also gently cleansing, um, detoxifying. You won't have a, a huge detox from the um, amounts of the serving amounts that we're recommending. Um, but you could have, <laughs> if you wanted to detox, you could use it in that sense too, where you could actually uh, force a faster detox um, and then you would expel and eradicate some the toxins faster but the recommended uh daily dose will not give the dog diarrhea or or any effects like that um it then delivers the 33 strains of probiotics that are um there's 270 billion cfus go into the into a 180 gram bag to make the formula and then because we ferment it it's a pre-fermentate so we're delivering the goods already fermented, which is what the gut would naturally do. So we've, we're stimulating it in, through the fermentation process, which is, is obviously proprietary. Mm -hmm. and, that, and it's an extended process, um, which is also key. Uh, we also have, so that produces the probiotics, the postbiotics, sorry. So postbiotics are the metabolites that are produced when you put the pre and the probiotics together. But in our case, uh, we differ slightly from um, our competitors' postbiotics um, because we have such an extended fermentation process. And what we found is that 
the fermentation is key and the way that we do it um, is key to making that those, I, I guess what's really happening is that the, the bacteria are living in an environment where they have to survive, so they become more robust. And there's a process called the supernatant effect that produces like a, a liquid around the, the cells. And within that liquid are the production of metabolites. And that's what postbiotics are metabolites. Metabolites then cause a, a, a direct response on a cellular level, an immune response. So that's where the, the immune regulation starts to come in. And that's a really impactful part that can help immediately, which is better than uh, just having a probiotic that you have to wait a really long time for the effects to be demonstrated. Um, so that's how we differ. Oh, and not to forget that we've got the very important turmeric. So along with immune um, malfunction comes infl inflammation. Acidity in the gut causes inflammation. So we really want to address the acidity and the inflammation at the same time. So we, we use turmeric and we ferment the turmeric as well. We've, we've demonstrated that along with putting the turmeric into our fermentation process actually increases the, the antiviral, anti-inflammatory effects of the turmeric considerably. What kind of research have you guys done? We've done, I mean, we've got thousands of pages of test results, um, some of which can be found in a, in a more consumerized uh, version of on the website under urban flora. Mm -hmm. um, and we've, we've got extensive test results and we're continuing to test other aspects of the formula and other areas that it may, that we've witnessed it could help with. I mean, we're specifically tested for um, the immune response extensively with cytokine productions and the metabolites and that that behavior, the anti-inflammatory effects. Um, so we're really, that's the, the basis of the formula as it stands in right now is the anti-inflammatory um, and the, the impact on the immune system. You're not a scientist. And Dr. Jensen, right, Dr. Jensen obviously is. Um, how does, uh, how do you guys function together? I mean, you had a, an ailment that was essentially cured by using this combination. Yeah. But beyond that, how, how does the relationship function? I find that really fascinating. Well, Dr. Jensen is probably one of the only uh, scientists and, and doctors that I feel is, is she's very, uh, she's very relatable and she is so warm and kind. And when I told her my story, I think that she, she felt, felt it. Um, and actually she had, um, she had a, a puppy at the time, which was really ironic that had a really difficult, uh, troublesome gut issues that, you know, the puppy's life was, was on the line. And so it was really a pertinent moment because she had this animal that she loved so she could understand me why I wanted to help animals because I'm 
I, I think I love animals more than humans, if I'm honest. <laughs> no, I know I love animals you? more than humans. So it kind of seemed to come together. And I because I, then I said to her, you know, I had this, this response, but I gave it to, I had a litter of puppies and I had a puppy that was for sure going to die. The, the, the mother had actually was attacking the puppy because, she, you know, they... They tried to eradicate them from the litter so that they've got the milk to go around. And the poor runt of the litter was, you know, being shunned out away. And so I took him and I gave him my formula. And he's the dog on, um, on my profile picture now. Um, he He's a 150-pound can of cortisol. And he's got the most amazing coat. And he's so healthy. And he was really falling apart the poor thing he had no hair his eyes went either side his oh head was too big for his body it was i thought wow if this is if this works it could be a miracle so he's kind of the miracle puppy and then um i had a very another very challenging dog with i mean everything from behavioral anxiety disorders to um, just obsessive compulsions to uh, she would itch and scratch no matter what food we gave her and she bit through her tail I mean almost to the bone I put cones on her I'd have two cones one of those inflatable ones and and the other cone and somehow she managed to get out of it to get back to the tail because of her obsessive compulsion and eat at herself even more so I thought well you know, this dog really needs help. And miracle, it cured it. I don't know what, what if it was, you know, that her immune response was so mm -hmm. out of work because of she came out of the shelter. Right. Um, but it was a very, it was a very fast transformation. And pers even personality-wise, this dog is so much more relaxed and happy she had so much anxiety she was always on the go and very kind of agitated yeah and she was the sort of dog that would get into cupboards and destroy everything in there and lock herself in rooms and destroy doors and yeah, that so, so this goes back to your brain gut connection how if we're yeah. if our gut is completely a mess our emotions are going to be a, a mess as well yeah but i i'm going to i have to tell you this when we when we met and I heard your story. I walked away with a product in my hand. And then I, of course, went to your website and then I would talk to David again. And then I'm thinking, I remember when CBD first came out on the market and it was uh, marketed as, you know, this cure-all that it's going to do everything. And mm -hmm. it kind of reminded me of that. Then I thought, you know, there's so much research finally happening about the, with the microbiome. Yes. And I really hope that this is part of a bigger picture and how we handle oh. health. Yes. At and, the and core. It, it, right. At, at the core. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really exciting. I mean, my, uh, my challenge now is not only to enter the pet industry, uh, with a new product but now to build out a company you know um, you know with, with with it's more this is just the beginning of what gut health can demonstrate having a basic gut, good gut 
can transform life. And there'll be so many more extensions of that that can even boost to a different degree that we can focus in on, on other ailments. There's so much junk food in the pen industry, it's just all junk food, right? I know you just made a face, right? And I know you, you feed your animals well. We also have the sector that wants that magic pill. You know, the ones that want to feed shelf-stable kibble diet um, and throw a, a packet of powder or, or pills into it and right. hope that that helps. Will your product help a little bit? With yeah, people? It, will, it will help considerably because especially with the kibble, um, there's a production of enzymes and acidity that go with the kibble to break it down in the gut. So that acidity is directly related to the inflammation that's then pr produced and the inflammation is directly related to like the, you know, itching, scratching, obsessive ear shaking, all of those symptoms. I mean, the symptoms are, are, are just demonstration that something is going wrong at the core. And that that's the really, that's where we can feel so hopeful um, because we're, especially for those people who are, are going back and forth to the vet and doing allergy panels. I mean, I can't tell you, I, I have a horse that I've done small allergy panels on that horse and found out that he's allergic to everything in the environment that's possible than anything else. He's a, he's a thoroughbred and he gets hives, but they're like huge craters and it's really dangerous because they get around the throat area. So you have to give them steroids. And uh, I hate steroids for obvious reasons. So I gave him my powder and it's completely eradicated the hives. And not only that, it, it worked within five days, which even on a horse supplement uh, that, you know, you're not gonna see the, the speed of, of that. Um, even with, you know, the injection that the vet will come and give a steroid, it, maybe takes a couple of days for it to go down. But so what I'm doing now through the allergy season is giving my horse a consistent dose of urban flora um, every day to make sure we don't have to deal with this allergy season, which always happens around November. I think it's something to do with uh, the trees in the area. Ulcers are a huge issue in horses. And my trainer has just started giving I mean I gave her a bag of muck gut because we haven't launched Equigut yet I gave her a bag of muck gut and I said listen you know maybe this will help and she said oh my I had my horse couldn't gain weight because it had so much acidity in the gut that it would always would have diarrhea so of right. course one of the the things that ends up happening is the horse lost so much weight um but also has ulcers in the gut and so we haven't got to test yet whether the ulcers are reducing, but she said, my horse's diarrhea is resolved completely and my horse is starting to gain weight. So I'm so happy. Tell me about Culture Club. I love the name. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously I'm English. And so one does have a love for Boy George. <laughs> I used to hang out with back in the day, actually, in the 90s. So, and then, you know, I was, I just one day I was sat and I was making this plan of, of like, just putting all my ideas on paper of what 
this could be in you know using bacteria microbial strains to to affect the impact the immune system and I just sat there and I was like what would I call it the culture club and I just had this idea of kind of a a, a Mac store that has you know these these old but beautiful like apothecary backdrop with glass with bacteria growing in like a you know like a how you would have in a wine or a cigar cabin mm. that you could see with the glass you could see in and you could see all these cultures and these fermentations and like I just thought how exciting it's like so old but it's so fresh as well it's kind of making a comeback so I don't know it just seems so fitting and it felt like um you know really uh, I, I have aspirations one day to be able to create um, cultures on the basis of actually testing the microbiome and um, and specifically making uh, cultures for that individual if they're like they're very sick because if you start I've, I've obviously I've analyzed my microbiome a lot <laughs> um but how, how, do you, how do you analyze the microbiome I've, I've done I've done the, the test kits I've done the test kits for years um, okay. so I actually have identified the strains that I was uh missing mm -hmm. and the strains that I wanted to build up so I I knew which particular strains would be efficacious because what you're really looking for if you look at, I would say when I'm talking to retailers if you look at the microbiome of the gut as a village right or, or, or a community and you can't have one uh, sector that's just all one type of personality so if you look at the microbes as so their personalities you're going to need the accountant the teacher the the manufacturers the you know you're going to need people and microbes with different um abilities and so what that that's what that diversity really speaks to which i i actually think that what is happening this transformation of us uh, globally uh, the this fusion of cultures that we have because it it's also about diversity so it's no wonder that we we find strength in diversification. And I think that's really key to understand how we can send our little microbes out to do these specific jobs. And then once we put them into the fermentation process with these challenges uh, from external factors, then they start to get really strong and robust. And so they, they enhance their superpower, you know, which is what we do as humans, isn't it? You know, you, you either, you know, you, you either crumble or you, you become stronger and you become innovative and you find a way, which is essentially where all this started. I think it's a, it's a holistic approach and, and it's also, you know, identifying, that you know, one man is not an island. You know, we, we need each other. We need community. For sure. So as the basis of it. So that's where the club came from, the culture club. I would love to get your product into stores so more and more people see it. Because if they see it, retailers are, you know, the, the independent, if they are talking about it, 
we can get more people into the culture club and help with the immune response. So how yeah. do they how do they access your products? Well, they can get to me directly through my website. They will reach me. Um, and, you know, I put together uh, initial sales offering packages for people to try it and get one of each SKU for a very reasonable price. So it's discounted by 30% for the first purchase. And that will give them the opportunity to try it for themselves and also feel that if they want to give away a sample or, or they, you know, they won't have it out of their pocket. It'll be out of mine. So we do really want the the, the retailers on board. Obviously, um, we've just got distribution in the in the works right now for the US. Mm-hmm. So we'll start popping up in a lot more uh, stores. We are out there in about I think about sixty stores at the moment, and that's growing. Um, so, but they're they're mostly. Um, you know the the smaller retailers that the individual stores the ones uh, that talk to the clients as opposed to yeah we hope exactly. you find your way <laughs> yeah exactly and i've made some great relationships from those uh stores and we've had an incredible feedback um actually to quote one of our most recent testimonials i got uh, a call from um the owner of bark house i think she's in san diego and she said to me, oh, my, my Boston Terrier has had the worst gas his entire life. <laughs> Isn't that a typical Boston? In you don't want it to be, but it's a step. I gave him mud gut and three days later, literally, she said, I've almost forgotten that he had gas and I suffered all these years with this dog <laughs> with gas. I'm so grateful. <laughs> oh my god that was a lovely testimony on a fun conversation to have but i i end up talking about poop and gas an awful lot but um (laughs) yes it seems like anyone in the pet industry that's all we talk about these days one of the the key selling benefits of this product is actually less stinky poop which you know who loves to pick up poop no one loves to pick up dog poop so the less stinky you can make it you're on to something. Totally. Michelle, thank you for being here today. I adore you. And I'm grateful you have this product out for the public. So thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you for being here. Love thank having you. Thank you so much for having me on today. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm.